Cambridge Insider Podcast time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode. It's I said this last week. It's the number one trending podcast for international F1 students coming to the US. Mr. Craig Batson, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think if you put enough qualifiers on anything, you're going to be number one. Um, but I certainly don't dispute it. As you shouldn't. As you shouldn't. How are you? I am good. I'm excited. We got some uh, big, big stuff coming out this week. Uh, I was really happy that we've been complaining on this podcast that the new president, who, uh, unbeknownst to you, I, I voted for, um, <laughs> uh, he, we thought he was going to uh, open up the embassies uh, quite quickly. Um, and we're we're still lagging on that. It's the middle of March. He hasn't done it yet. But we just got some big guns on our side. I saw there were a number of senators that just sent an official letter asking him to reopen the educational and cultural exchange opportunities. Hopefully, this does some big work for us because it's been it's been a struggle. I've been getting mad. You know, you know, I have some political opinions sometimes that I don't share on the right. podcast. This is and not the space for those. And but the one that I can share on the podcast is we need to reopen the embassies and it needs to be soon and it's going to be soon. I can feel it coming. Absolutely. And stay tuned to the podcast because as that breaks, we'll have more information for you about that. Excited for today's episode. Uh, we're changing gears just a little bit. Um, we're going to be talking about something that we've mentioned several times. We've mentioned it in our webinars, which <clears throat> if you haven't uh, registered for upcoming webinars, do so. Executive producer Dean will put those up, some links up there, reminders about upcoming webinars. Um, but really talking about a quote and extending on that, and that quote being the best way to sort of increase your, your student, uh, international student program and the recruitment process is to have that exceptional student experience. That's the number one thing because that gives you that word of mouth advertising, um, and it gets you into channels, marketing and recruitment channels that you wouldn't otherwise have access to. Mr. Batson, your thoughts on that? Well, and I think this is this is important. It's something we've been saying for a long time. And we've been really, really talking a lot about Cambridge Enhanced Marketing, our consulting products, and talking about how we can get the word out about this. But now I want to talk about you know, kind of the bread and butter where Cambridge started in our homestay, because that is where we shine. That's where we have invested millions of dollars in the past, you know, half decade that we've been in this industry to make sure that we provide exceptional student experiences that are only um, what what what's our our logo love guide nurture and we hit all of those i mean so many bargain basement um homestay companies you know you place a student for 500 bucks they drop it off or they drop the student off and you know that's all they do for the year that's not what cambridge network does and as we see programs shrinking it might make sense to say okay i have five kids you know it these kids need more support than i can give them and what can Cambridge Network do to support these kids? Absolutely. Absolutely. And schools also, just before we introduce our guest, remember that a big, big portion of that exceptional student experience takes place in the school, the program you offer, but another big part of it takes place 
once the student leaves your campus? Where do they go? How does their homestay look? So without further ado, our special, very special guest this afternoon is Liana Glass, who is a SDM, a student development manager in this Northeast region. Liana, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Very excited to be here. It's awesome to have you. It's always nice to have a fresh face. I know that, uh, you know, Craig sometimes gets a little tired of looking at me and vice versa. It's a whole thing. Um, before we move forward, Liana, if you could just maybe introduce yourself very briefly uh, for our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, as you know, my name is Liana Glass. I'm from central New Jersey. I went to school at Penn State University and studied psychology and global health. Um, through high school and college, I was really fortunate to have a lot of international travel experience through um, some amazing organizations I was involved in. Um, that's really what sparked my passion for um, cultural exchange and for expanding worldviews. To keep it really short and sweet, I think that's how we're going to create more peace in the world. Um, so after college, I decided to move to Spain and teach English. I was there for two years, and then I moved back to the U.S. to Philly, Philadelphia, which is where I am now. Um, I found Cambridge Network, um, and now I'm helping high school students to expand their worldviews. So it's been a really good fit. That must be one of the best introductions we've had. <clears throat> it's, it was concise. <laughs> it was to the point. There was a lot of interesting stuff there. I loved it. All right. So, Liana, specifically, um, you know, we got you on here to talk a little bit about that homestay experience. And I'm going to kick us off here with a question that gets to the heart of where we are now, the context of international education right now. How have things changed for you regarding your interactions with students since the start of the pandemic? Yeah, so to put it really simply, everything has changed for SDMs, for student development managers. Um, I like to say we are the glue between the natural parents, our students, our schools, um, and our host families. So everything has changed. We used to do our entire role in person, basically. We would visit the schools each week. We would visit host families each week. Um, we would see our students in person on the ground and get that FaceTime interaction. Uh, everything has shifted virtually. So at the start of the pandemic, we started doing our check-ins uh, online with our students. So we use WeChat, um, sort of like Facebook, and we video chat. Uh, message or sometimes just, um, sorry, we video chat call or sometimes just message our students, but we're still getting that one-to-one -one really valuable time with them. Um, and I actually think it's been a huge plus. My relationships with my students have grown much stronger through the pandemic because we get uninterrupted time to speak with one another. Um, at school, typically there would be lots of people running around, lots of noise, friends pulling the students in all different directions um, and being virtual, I get their uninterrupted attention for however long we're speaking that week. Um, so I think it's actually been kind of a positive change. Um, I've definitely been able to find a lot of silver linings with going virtual. Wow. Wow. And uh, Craig, I know you have a, a question lined up. Can I just say that I would guess that there are very few organizations that can say that since COVID started, they have had all these positives. They've been able to turn this negative of, I can't sit face to face to a positive. So Liana, to you and the entire SDM team, uh, you know, kudos to you. The, the work that you do on the ground virtually and, you know, in person is, is just incredible. Yeah. And I, 
And I think it's great. You know, I, I know, you know, Stephen and I both started at this company years, years, a half decade ago as SDMs. Uh, and we remember how much of a struggle it was sometimes to get students to talk to you. If you weren't taking them out for hot pot, they weren't <laughs> in, they weren't interested. You know, I still so many good memories of that. I miss those kids. Um, but how do you go about building the community online? Yeah, so I'm really proud of our SDM team um, because we have this has been number one priority since we shifted everything virtually is to continue to build the camaraderie between students um, and build that sense of community online, um, even throughout the whole pandemic. So we have a virtual events committee um, and we also have amazing on the ground support, even though we can't see our students um, we can still send them things in the mail. We can put things on their doorstep. Um, we can call them up and say, hey, I'm outside. Just want to wave to you and see you and see how you're doing. Um, I know for my students, I've sent roses, balloons when they ace a test or when they get a college acceptance. Um, nice, nice. So we're still, you know, we are showing our students all the time that we're thinking of them we're supporting them, we're here, even though we can't spend extended time with them in person. Um, but I wanna definitely highlight our virtual events committee. We've provided amazing virtual events on a monthly basis throughout the pandemic. We've had um, dance classes, cooking classes. We've had a magic show. We've had, <laughs> and these might sound silly, but these opportunities are really great for students. They're under so much stress and all they're talking about is the pandemic and the vaccines and um, how hard going to school virtually is um, or their hybrid schedules. And these are just moments where they can sit back and relax and do something fun and engage with other students and Cambridge staff members. Um, I, it, sorry, sorry to cut you off there. I didn't mean to. Um, but I think this highlights something really important about how the pandemic has affected people is international students are obviously not forgotten to us and to our school communities, but this is a serious and a large group of people that are kind of living in limbo right now. You know, if you're in America and you're in a host family, you know, they're not your real you know, your natural family and, you know, you're not as close with them, but you can't see your friends. And if you're in China, then I mean, you're doing like a night schedule, right? You're staying up all night doing all that. And so it, it warms my heart to hear and to see uh, our colleague, Stephen Gillespie, who's been on the uh, pod before talks about, we have Britney Spears backup dancer coming. <laughs> I think I heard him say that a hundred times. We did. And it, and, and it, it was just, a great success. <laughs> yeah. And it's just somebody showing these kids that they matter, you know, that, you know, I, there's definitely stereotypes of international students, you know, out there. And it's like, they're still kids at the end of the day, and they need something that's more than just this depressing pandemic talk. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then lastly, we also have Cambridge Up, which is um, honestly like a free mentoring workshop these students could be taking advantage of. It doesn't get nearly the attendance it deserves, but um, 
these are weekly opportunities, free opportunities for students to attend classes that are based more on soft skills like leadership development, um, stress management, um, self-regulation, like AP testing or SAT test prep, um, things that we're not talking about inside the classroom in high schools typically. Um, and a lot of times when students show up, it could just be one or two of them or maybe three students at the most. And they're getting one on one attention from our Cambridge Up teachers who are fabulous. Um, so we also really encourage our students to take advantage of those opportunities. But between Cambridge Up, our virtual events and just the SDM on the ground support, our students know that there are people thinking of them and supporting them around the clock. And that's that's awesome. And it's just so important. And Stephen and I are just going to keep saying it is um, the number one way to recruit students. And that's you know why people listen to this podcast is through exceptional student support. And it sounds like you, our company, are giving students exceptional support and, and, and that we really thank you for that. So for the last question we have, what kind of feedback have you gotten from students? You know, are they happy? You know, do they, I remember when I used to, uh, to use my anecdotal experience again, I remember when I used to be an SDM, oh, my other agencies never did this for me. Oh, I've never seen anything like this. Why do you care so much, Craig? Just let me, you know, <laughs> play WeChat all day. <laughs> yeah, well, I will say um, one, one point of feedback I did get once was like, Leanna's great. She provides awesome support, but like, I don't need it every single week. Like, can we do a <laughs> bi-weekly thing? <laughs> so if any, the only negative feedback I've gotten is like, we can kind of put the brakes on, like we don't need that much support. <laughs> but um, no, the students are really happy with it. The students who attend our virtual events, um, we send out a feedback form after each one and we've had awesome feedback. They say they would come again. Um, they give us ideas for future events that would maybe help our intent attendance a little bit. Um, but we've also gotten great feedback from natural parents. I know that I've heard from my students, natural parents, that the pictures we include in their weekly reports bring them so much joy. Um, for example, just photos of a student this past Lunar New Year making uh, dumplings with his host family. Like little things like that where families are getting a glimpse into their students week here in the US is uh, really valuable. And um, I think the students are really enjoying our event where events we're constantly asking for feedback so we know what best to plan for in the future. Um, we just want to give them what they want. So we're we're down to do whatever they need or want. And I mean, if you any of you that have are listening that have worked with teenagers uh, in the past or are currently working with teenagers, they're not big on sending their parents, their natural parents, <laughs> pictures and photos of themselves. So if, if the only reason that we're doing this is just to be able to give the natural parents who are thousands of miles away that little glimpse into, you know, this is what, what their, their child is doing, then, you know, that's that's good enough reason for me. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> Liana, um, you know, it's awesome. I, I I can't echo enough what Craig is saying. And, you know, just listening to you, I think we I think we cover all the bases. I think, um, you know, if you're a school out there, I feel as if it's your ethical and moral responsibility to make sure whoever you work with is providing your students with exceptional care once they leave your campus. What is that experience like? Okay, it's just sitting up in a room and 
you know, like Craig said, playing WeChat or playing video games, or are they being given these opportunities, which could be everything from just a wave, you know, some roses, uh, a fun event, or, or something like you mentioned with our Cambridge Up, which is a little bit more of a structured um, uh, support event, I suppose, but something that can add a lot of value. So, you know, I love it. I think, uh, I think to all the schools that are listening to this, we say it often, audit the people and the programs that you work with, because it's an extension of your school program. And if you're not auditing it, that school program or that that, that uh, homestay program becomes the the narrative, the brand of your school and your school program. Liana Glass, thank you so much. We appreciate you being on. Uh, we know that you're exceptionally busy. Any final thoughts that you'd like to share with uh, with our listeners? Um, well, first of all, yeah, thank you for having me. It's been an honor. And um, I would just completely emphasize what you just said. I have seen firsthand um, students who have come to Cambridge for certain services, but then left our care and gone to schools who don't have an SDM or someone like me at their schools. Um, and they're not as happy and they don't have the support that they need. Um, and yeah, I think it's so important for every agency to have an SDM type person to fill that role between making sure the natural parents are educated on what's going on at school making sure they're comfortable with what's happening in the host family. Um, in the end of the days, like you said, these are teenagers, they're young, they need help, they need support, they need guidance. Um, and yeah, I just wanna give a shout out to the rest of the SDM team as well, because we've been working really hard and collaborating really hard. And um, I wouldn't be doing nearly as well as I am without all of them too. So yeah, those Absolutely. are my final thoughts. <laughs> well said, well said, well said. <clears throat> Mr. Craig Betson, any final thoughts? I like I like episodes like this. I like positive episodes that talk about great things that are happening. None of us would be if it wasn't for the kids. Um, that sounds a little cliche, but it's 100% true to all of our listeners. Remember to like, subscribe, leave questions, contact us. Craig's still waiting for his first fan mail. Um, <clears throat> and we'll catch I, have, wait, I have gotten fan feedback, but not no fan mail. Yet, Craig Craig's waiting for some interaction from a fan. Done. All right, my word, he loves to take over. All right, uh, we'll catch you around uh, the corner on the next episode. Bye bye, everybody.